Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from around the world. Welcome back to The Last Word. I am your host, Keon Kendrick. I am here today with my co-host, Reese. How are you doing, my guy? Living well. Not trying to work too hard. Oh, that's right. And this week is about to get interesting. This weekend is going to get interesting. There's a lot of games, a lot of football games lined up that are really about to take shape. So, without further ado, let's get into it. We're going to start with Houston versus Cleveland. Uh, Before we get into that, I do want to take the time. I forgot to do this at the very beginning, but shout out to every – shout out to the fantasy football players – or fantasy football uh, drafters out here. You know what I'm saying? Shout-outs to sports gamblers. Hopefully, you know, can tune in, lock in, take some great things away from this podcast, maybe apply it to your lineup, apply it to your spreads, apply it to your tickets. But without further delay, we have Cleveland and Houston. Now, couple of things about this. You know, Deshaun Watson has been doing more than his part. Dude has a 108.7 passer rating and has the highest by any losing quarterback since really in the Super Bowl era. The strange thing when you really think about the Cleveland Browns, about how they've really been working, they're either a hot or cold team. So they've either really scored either 30 points or seven points or fewer in each game this season. And we're in week 10. With that said, the spreads that are out here, for those of y'all that are keeping your eyes to them, it's got Cleveland by three and a half. Me personally, you know, if I had to just put numbers and everything to this, I could potentially see Houston. I could potentially see Cleveland walking out of this with the win. I mean, it all comes down to how strong their defense is, which you know it hasn't been looking so hot for JJ Watt and the boys. For me, I would take Cleveland to win this one, and truthfully, to cover that three and a half. Who you got, my guy? I got Cleveland in the ball. It's not going to be close. Uh, Houston isn't that good. Uh, so, yeah, Cleveland in the ball. Most definitely. Uh, Washington and Detroit. Uh, you know, Alex Smith is coming back. Yeah, it's coming back. You know, so far he's five and zero against. The, he's five and zero against Detroit. With everything going on with the Washington football team, me personally, I would take Detroit to win this one. I I just don't have faith in Washington. I feel like with the way how everything's going in this division in the NFC East. Washington is going to end up at the bottom. Like, depending on how this Eagles and Giants game go, which we'll get to that, but I don't see Washington coming out with a win here. I I think it's going to be a very close loss, right? I'll say 24-21, maybe even 20. Seeing it being like a four-point game, Max, maybe a – maybe a seven pointer. Like it's it's gonna be a moderately close game, but for me, I am taking Washington to lose. I don't know why I said it like that, but I'm I'm taking Detroit to win. What do you got, my guy? Uh uh again another blowout. Washington isn't good. This game isn't gonna be close. Uh just because Washington isn't that good. Uh, Detroit actually has a very good offense. They just don't know how to put a full game together. But it's not going to be that one score. I don't think it's going to be a two-score game. I say uh, Detroit by at least 13 because it's in Detroit. 
and yeah, just just what I said. It, it's not going to be close. Uh, so like the first these, I'm looking at the schedule. Like these first like four or five games on the schedule aren't good at all. Like they're just they're not intriguing. So I mean, but we get to them. But yeah, I say Detroit by at least thirteen. You say Detroit plus thirteen. Yeah. All right. Moving forward, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars facing off against the Green Bay Packers. Now, let's just agree with a couple of things, right? This is going to be a blowout. I mean, can we can we agree on that one? Yeah, these they, like I said, these next few games on this on this list right here are going to be a blow. But yeah, this is going to be the worst game of the of the of the weekend probably. If I had to put money on it, I would say this game will be the most lopsided. I mean, of this week and maybe of this year. Well, see, here's the thing. I do want to let you and the audience know that. Green Bay is favored by 14 points, and I'm telling you this now unless Aaron Rodgers either A, gets injured, B, has probably his worst game this season, they are covering this 14 points. Like, like they are covering this 14 points. This is a lock. Now, for the sports gamblers out there, rarely do you hear – I mean, you, you, you see a couple of games this season, maybe a game a week that are locks. This is a lock one. So, Green Bay to cover on this one. 14 points yet again. You got Aaron Rodgers like I do on your fantasy team. Go ahead. Start him. If you betting on this game, definitely take the points because Aaron Rodgers is about to cook. He's about to cook. So, moving on, we have Philly and New York, man. I'm going to take the Giants, and here's why. The spread on this one is it's Philly by four points. I think this is going to be another close game. I mean, really, when you look at the Giants, uh, each of the last six games for the Giants have been one possession games. Like, they, the Giants haven't really – the Giants haven't gotten blown out this season. Like, they haven't. Uh, the Eagles, on the other hand, have won eight consecutive games versus the Giants. I'm going to tell you this. Barring Evan Ingram dropping a third a third down, really him dropping a go-ahead touchdown, the Giants win that last game. Like, that's literally what it came down to. Eh, I disagree with you on that one. But I see what you're saying. Third down, Daniel Jones puts that ball directly in his hands and hits all ten of his hand, all ten of his fingers and his palm. I mean, but does he play defense? No, but okay. yet again, so so yet again, so your defense comes on the field and you let Carson Wentz march down the on, down the field twice, not once but twice, and that's that's how you lose the game. So I mean, you put a little bit on every Ingram, but. Defense that has to play. That so pass, that pass to Evan Ingram was literally the last time our offense came on the field. Well, 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 okay, well, still your your defense they punted the ball and your defense allowed them to the job. I, I I I hear what you're saying, but like a wide open pass, it comes back to everything I've been saying about Evan Ingram before. Extremely inconsistent. I mean, literally last game we had. The, we had a the color commentator say it's very rare you see Evan Ingram drop a pass and literally get targeted on the next play and he dropped the pass that hit him directly in the hands. I'm I will I will not only I will not only search that and send it to you because he he literally like the color commentator literally said rarely ever do you see Evan Ingram drop a pass and immediately after he said that. Down set hut, Daniel Jones targeted him, ball hits him in hands, drops it. So, yeah. Uh, close game. 
by the way, I feel like it's going to be a close game. Uh, just depending on how things go, really just a consistency amongst the team. Consist- consistency amongst guys like Evan Ingram and how hard this defense fights. The biggest thing I'm looking at, uh, I could see Philly winning this game because Philly is getting players back and the Giants are losing players. Um, so I think that's going to weigh into this as well. Truthfully, as a Giants fan, I'm going to just be honest with you. If the Giants don't win this game, I don't want the Giants to win another game this season, to be truthful, because it's only going to do nothing but mess up the draft stock. But keeping it positive, I don't know. I just I, – I would like to see the Giants win this one, but realistically, like if Philly – is getting a bunch of players back. Like, I believe they're getting Alshon Jeffrey back, which is going to help Carson wins. It, it just it just doesn't look good. Devontae Freeman has been placed on IR for the New York Giants. So, I don't know. I, I see the Giants losing this game. I mean, they could win it. It all depends on how this game goes. But if you're just telling me to look at this game just on paper, I mean, the Eagles have won eight consecutive games against us. Granted, how close they've been, but eight consecutive games. I could see the Giants winning this, but I could also see Philly winning it. Who do you got, my guy? I'm a, I'm go, I'm going with Philly to win. Uh, I thought you said you had New York. I I got Philly too by ten. Um, I'm, yeah, that's all I got to say about it. Uh, Philly's a better team, like you said. They're getting players back. Like I told you last week, we see what Daniel Jones is. He's not improving. He's, he is what he is. He's a jag. For everybody out there, he's just another guy. He's just another quarterback. And if y'all look up and get the number two spot, Dan Jones is going to be gone because either you're going to get Justin Fields or you're going to get Trevor Lawrence. Either one of those two is going to New York if you get the number two seed. I mean, not the two seed, number two pick in the draft. Uh, if you don't, I mean, then you're stuck with Daniel Jones um, for at least one more year. Because I know New York will pick up the option once they fire, fire Dave Gettleman. Uh, probably going to get rid of. So, so yeah, yeah, like I said, I mean, yeah, New York, they play hard, but they just don't have the players yet. So, yeah. Philly by at least 10. I say, I say 10, 7 to 10 points. Probably more than 10, but my gut is just saying 10. Because I don't really trust Philly until playoff time. But right now, 7-10. Alrighty. We're going to move to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Carolina Panthers. Now, the spread on this game, Tampa, first, Tampa Bay is favored by six. We are not going to just discuss this game without discussing how embarrassed they got. Now, I'm going to just tell you this, right? To begin this season... I said that Tampa Bay is not going to win eight games, right? I I don't believe. I do not believe that that projection is going to end up correct. I think the NFC South is probably the second best division in football behind the NFC West. If you really want me to keep it honest with you. Hold up. What? Yeah. Better than the AFC North? List of teams in the North? I'm sorry. I'm- Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cleveland, Cincinnati. Uh, you got the AFC South. Uh, well, now you've really got two teams. First, uh, first off, uh, yes, NFC South is better than the, than the AFC. Would you say AFC North? Yeah, we watched the we watched the Cowboys expose Big Ben and the Steelers. Just like I, just like we said at the end of it all, the Steelers are they're the most beatable undefeated team in the league. I mean, yeah, they're the only undefeated team. So, but the, they are the most beatable 
good team in the league. Okay, I'll say. Okay, so I'll say that, and I wouldn't say got exposed. They just didn't play hard because they're going on the bye week. Well, I don't know if they're going to the bye week, but I wouldn't say got exposed. Okay, but the neither Tampa Bay. Okay, you say that, but we just watched Tampa Bay get exposed on Sunday Night Football by a lot more than we saw Pittsburgh get exposed by. Here's the crazy thing. I think if Tampa Bay ends up playing Pittsburgh before the end of this year, Tampa Bay wins that game. But with the Carolina Panthers, though, I got to say, Carolina's been looking pretty good. Barring a handful of miscues. They almost beat Atlanta. Like Atlanta almost let go of that one again. Um, but I do feel like this is going to be a game where Tom Brady begins to bounce back. And clearly Vegas and the wise guys think so too with having them favored by six points. Because you're right, Tampa Bay got embarrassed. Embarrassed. Exposed doesn't even do it justice. Embarrassed is the best way to really put it. We watched Tom Brady play out of his body into a person we've never seen from him before, ever. I can't remember the last time I watched Tom Brady play a game and not be able to get one touchdown. But with that said, I'm taking Tampa Bay. Who do you have? I mean, And I'm taking them to cover. And I'm taking them to cover that six points. So nobody watched the game last week when Carolina played Kansas City. Am I just the only one that watched that game? You and I both have already said on this podcast, but truthfully, we both believe not Carolina. Kansas City is still the best team in football. I mean, yeah. And then didn't Carolina play with the best team in football? They lost by two. So you're taking Carolina on? I'm not this taking one? Carolina. I'm just saying they're not. Tampa Bay isn't going to cover. They're not going to just come in and, and beat them by a touchdown. When they lost by two to the best team in football last week. Just last week. And then, are they? two? Hold on. Lost by two in Kansas City. And then this game is going to be in Carolina. I, I just, I don't see. I, I don't get it because you see what they did one week. And you see what mm-hmm. the opponent did one week, but you need you still come back and say, "Oh, they're going to lose by touchdown." A team who couldn't even put up a touchdown last week, and a team who put up thirty-one points in Arrowhead Stadium is going to lose by six points. I just don't get the math by Vegas. Uh, Carolina, like you said, New York hasn't got blown out this year. Carolina hasn't got blown out this year, and they were winning for I think the whole first half last week. Um, so, I mean, I still got Tampa Bay, but I got Tampa Bay by, like, I say three. I'll tell you this. I have I can't remember the last time that I watched Tom Brady lose get, lose two games back-to-back. I can't even – I can't even think about the last time that's happened. Uh, last year. Who was it? Uh, it was the last regular season game of, uh, against Miami, and then he lost the wild card game against Tennessee. But you're talking about playoffs. I'm talking about like in a regular season where he's lost two games back to back. I mean, but that's back to back. They were the three seed. They lost the three seed, so they played the next week. Okay. I can't think of the last time that Tom Brady's lost two games back to back in the regular season. I can could, I, I could tell you that too. Uh, what's it? Okay. 2014. The year they went to the Super Bowl and played uh, Seattle. Uh, they lost, the, they, I think they lost like three straight. Remember, they lost to Kansas City, and then the next week they lost again. Or they lost. Okay, so, so yeah. So, tw- let's say it's 2014. So, that's six years ago. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, we're saying the same thing, essentially. I just feel like they're going to be able to cover these points. Um, uh, cover six. And you have Tampa as well? Yeah. All right. 
Okay, so we're going to move to Denver versus the Vegas Raiders. Vivo Las Vegas Raiders. So, with everything going on, it's important to times like this to turn to fantasy football. If you have Melvin Gordon, you have Jerry Judy, you even have Henry Ruggs. Now's the time to probably start him. Because to be truthful with you, when you think about Melvin Gordon and what he's done for fantasy, it's well truthfully, Melvin Gordon, I wouldn't I wouldn't start him. Truthfully, I'd probably start one of your other running backs because you know his numbers have been decreasing. But when you think about this this Broncos defense, also if you have Derek Carr, it might be the time to start him because uh, when you think about the Broncos defense, they allow quarterbacks to put up their top ten, being the top ten really in the past four games. So the past four quarterbacks they face went off in fantasy. So just be on the lookout for that. Be mindful of that. Um, me personally, I'm picking the Raiders to not only win this, but cover. The The margin is very small. It's only Vegas is only <laughs> the Vegas Raiders are only favored by four points. I think they're going to do more than cover at the very least. I have Vegas. Who do you have, my guy? I got Vegas, too, but I wouldn't be surprised if Denver won because uh, it's kind of a trap game. And Vegas doesn't play too good in Vegas, except the one win in New Orleans, but they had a bad – I mean, they didn't play too well against the the Bills. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Vegas, but like I said, I wouldn't be surprised because they don't play – they play better on the road than they do at home, and they got kind of a trap game because Kansas City comes in next week. So, yeah. All right. Moving on, we have the uh, – I believe this is the Chargers versus the Miami Dolphins. Now – Something I just want y'all to be, be mindful of. The spread on this game is one and a half. I, without going into really any form of the analytics, the Chargers have done nothing but disappoint this season. They've been a major disappointment to their fan base. And you've watched them just let games that you would think that they had won slip straight through their fingers. If you have Tua on your fantasy team, go ahead and start him. I mean, he's 2-0. and He came in 64 completion percentage, seven, uh, 170 passer rating. I mean, three touchdowns, no pick – or three touchdowns, no picks, 103 passer rating compared to a Justin Herbert who has a 104.7. 37.3 completion percentage, uh, 17 touchdowns, five interceptions. So roughly he's throwing for every three touchdowns, roughly he's given up a pick. It, And I just like the way how two has been playing so far. And you can see with him, he can make the moves within himself to, to kind of get not only get himself open, but to create plays. I am going to take Miami to win this one. Who do you got, my guy? Uh, and I and I'm going to and I'm going to take them to cover. Uh I mean, I wouldn't say start Tua because I mean even though Tua he been, he played good last week, but I mean uh the Chargers defense is still pretty good. They still rush their passer. Uh still got a good secondary. So I'm going to say don't start to because uh, it's not the Chargers defense that's been letting up the games. Kind of, it's just been the whole team. Uh, but I, yeah, I got, I got actually uh, the Chargers in this one. I think they humble to because I still don't see 
anything that great into it. Uh, like I said, the defense is pretty good, uh, top half of the league. So, yeah, I don't think Tua is going to. He actually has one pick. He threw a pick in his first, uh, his first game against the Chargers. Not the Chargers, the Rams. But yeah, I got the I got the Chargers. You got the Chargers. All right, so we're gonna move to Buffalo and Arizona. Now, this is where it gets interesting, um, and I think it's something I think we should really just take the chance to look at. The spread on this game is Arizona favored by two and a half. But that's not the interesting thing. What's interesting to me is when you do the quarterback comparison between your Josh Allen and your Kyler Murray, Josh Allen is averaging a a 68.9 completion percentage, uh, 314.2 total yards per game, 24 touchdowns total, while Kyler Murray is at a 68.1 completion percentage, 334.1 yards per game, and has a total of 24 picks or 24 touchdowns as well. So when you look at those two margins, the one and the same, I'm more of a fan of Kyler Murray in this instance to come out victorious, not just because of him being more of an athletic quarterback and being able to truly make moves and make plays with his feet. But I do believe when you look at that, when you compare these teams as a whole, I don't know. I think it can be very interesting. Yeah. I mean, the Buffalo bills, they're seven and two Arizona. They're five and three, but when you look at this matchup and really compare these offenses, I like Arizona's offense more than I like Buffalo's, even though, even though the bills just beat the Seahawks, I believe that this is going to be a great point in time for, for Arizona to really just come in and just really impose their will and really just let Kyler Murray become Unleashed. I mean, yet again, when you can make plays like that and get yourself out of it, out of tight situations with your feet, why not? I mean, for me, I'm taking Arizona in this one. I think that that two and a half. I mean, a field goal game. Honestly, it, this is going to be a tight one. I don't think it's going to be a blowout game at all. Uh, Who do you have, Buffalo? Uh, I say it turns it down. You got Buffalo by a touchdown? So, why do you think Buffalo's going to win this? I mean, they played good last week. Uh, They have the better defense coming in the game. (coughs) They can control the clock with a running game. Uh, Last week showed that they can play however they want to play. They can come out and throw the ball, or they can come out and run the ball. It doesn't matter. Uh, so yeah, Buffalo and Arizona show some weaknesses. So Buffalo and Buffalo is just the better team, I think. Yeah, I do think just on paper right now, I think that they that Buffalo is the better team. I I don't know. I just think that this could be one that Arizona could end up just sneaking away with. And yet again, the margin is two and a half. Field goal, they cover. So, I don't know. But Seattle facing off against the Rams. Now, the spread on this one is the Rams are favored two and a half. So, this is pretty much just like the game prior with the Bucks and – or the Bills and the uh, Cardinals. I see Seattle bouncing back. What Russell Wilson has been able to do this season, really just this whole team, especially with DK Metcalf and having guys like Tyler Lockett in the cut as well, that I don't know, man. He's 
he's just been going off. And plus, when you think about this defense with the Rams, the Rams are allowing the fewest reception yards to wide receivers this year. So it's kind of like, mm. yeah, I mean, yeah. But have y'all faced the DK Metcalf? Like, what, what y'all about to do when DK Metcalf really shows up to the scene and, and breaks loose? I'm pretty sure they said that last week, too. And you look what happened. You don't see Seattle bouncing back from uh, that loss? I mean, they could, but I still I, I got the Rams. Uh, like I said, the Rams are committing offense. They can do whatever they want. I like the way the defense is playing. Also, uh, they held, what, Nick Foles what, to a touchdown for most of the game to 10 points to the end. Uh, so, yeah, I like the Rams in that one. Ooh, and, just, the, and just to say the, 49ers. the Seahawks defense is just that bad. So, yeah, that's it. The thing is, you have to ask yourself when it comes to that is, is, do you believe that the Rams can score each and every time they touch the ball? Yes. And Seattle? The terrible defense in Seattle? Yes. If uh, Buffalo can do it, I think uh, L.A. can do it. Because Buffalo did it. They put up 47 last week. I think, I think the, the Rams can at least put up 35. I'm going to tell you this. I think that Buffalo is the third best team in the AFC. Literally right behind the Steelers. I think it's Kansas City. I think it's Kansas City. Steelers, Buffalo, and then everybody else. Uh, just just like the 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 division tier. Uh, Buffalo isn't better than Baltimore. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to break the news to you. I I would take Buffalo over Baltimore in a regular season game and uh, in a playoff game. Okay, so can we get back to the division? Because I don't I don't see how you still think. The NFC South is better than the AFC North. As as, as a, a whole, whole, the AFC North has three teams that can make the playoff. I'm I'm talking about I'm saying like the the NFC South is the second best division in the NFC. Are at the NFL? I'm saying. Okay. No, no. The AFC. The NFC South is the second best division right. in the NFC. I think the best division in football is the is yeah. the NFC West, hands hands down, bar none. I don't, I don't feel like that yeah. could really be argued. Like I think it's I think it's the NFC uh, West. I think it's uh, the AFC West. I believe no, with Buffalo. Oh, well, Buffalo, Las Vegas, L.A., and Denver. Oh, yeah, you're right. But, yeah, no, I'm saying the best division in, or the second best division in football or in the NFC would be okay, the so NFC South. The, the best division because in the AFC is the AFC North, right? List of teams because I keep getting uh, this mixed up. Baltimore, Cleveland, and Cincinnati. In the okay. AFC, yes. I thought you said the AFC East was the best division yeah. in the AFC. Uh, I got those mixed up. Yeah, Buffalo is with New England, but, Miami, and uh, New York. Here, I gotta, I gotta take, but I'm gonna save it. But uh, Seattle, or not Seattle, but the 49ers facing off against the Saints. Uh, that spread, the Saints are favored nine and a half. Um, one, before we even get into this, the Saints are covering that. They are. They are. Jimmy G, I don't even think Jimmy G is even starting. One. Two, 
this is going to be one of those blowout games. Like, that's happening. I mean, it's it's really just that simple. Yet again, for the fantasy football participants, if you have Alvin Kamara like I do, time to start him. I mean, Alvin Kamara is the only running back in Super Bowl era with a career average of 100 yards for scrimmage yards per game and six yards per touch. Keep that in mind. The 49ers have had a different player lead them in scrimmage yards each of their last five games. Yeah. Jeffrey Wilson was one of the running backs. Shout out Jeffrey Wilson, former UNT Eagle. But uh yeah, no. I don't I don't think this is this is not one of those. This is not one of this is not going to be one of those games where it's close. I think Atlanta or not Atlanta, but I think New Orleans comes out and they they impose their will quickly. Who do you have uh, to yeah, win, my Orleans. guy? I just feel bad for San Francisco because Jeffrey Wilson still isn't going to play. Uh, too bad to see that. Uh, he might be done for the year, or he might come back at the end of the year. Has a high ankle sprain. He's been out since New England game. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they just playing with. I don't even know who they're playing with anymore. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's done for the year. Kittle's done for the year. Uh, just to add on to the list. So they find a backup running back, not backup running. Well, yeah, backup running back, uh, backup quarterback, backup tight end. Uh, I don't even know Debo Samuel's gonna play. Uh, so backup receivers, probably backup. They're just playing with a. I, I, I would say it's kind of close to a scab team. Uh, so yeah, I just feel bad for him. But like, yeah, I, I, I think I don't think it's gonna. I think they're gonna put up more of a fight than Tampa Bay did last week. But I still I say like score like 35-14, 38 14, something like that. Uh not a close game, but they're gonna fight. Because San Francisco still got a good head coach, but they just don't have the players this year. Sad to see. I think if they had the players, they would they would make another run at the Super Bowl this year, or they would have. But maybe oh, yeah. they just got hit with the injury bug this year. Uh so yeah. Moving to the Bengals versus the Steelers. Before I give you my uh, – Steelers are favored by seven points. Is Big Ben supposed to play? Yeah, I think so. Great. I got Cincinnati in an upset. Upset of the week. Upset of the week. All right. To all the sports gamblers listening – Bet heavy on this one. Upset of the week. I told you that they are the most beatable, good team, great team, and I put quotations around that heavily. This is where they get their loss. You've been you've been begging, you've been asking the football gods for Pittsburgh to catch that first loss, and this is going this gonna happen on y'all bye week. It's gonna happen on your bye week. This is going to be one of those three three thirty games. I'm going to call it now. It is not only going to be an upset. Truthfully, Cincinnati might win by that seven points. I'm not even going to lie to you. In fact, for the sports gamblers, I would take Cincinnati in the upset. By those seven points. They're not about to see 10-0. That's not happening. And I know you're probably thinking I'm crazy right now, and I know the listeners probably thinking I'm crazy right now. But I think Cincinnati has found... Their guy, you think, with Joe Burrow? Yeah. Oh, it's clear as day. One thing else that I've realized very early is this guy's going to be a major problem the moment Cincinnati starts giving him weapons. 
like young viable weapons, this guy's going to be a he's going to be an issue. So, and I think we're going to truly begin to see that this weekend. Pittsburgh's going to lose by at least seven points. Actually, I'll probably say I'll say three. I'll say anywhere between three to ten points. If not, it'd be a blowout. Pittsburgh's losing regardless. You want to take the points? You want to take Cincinnati in the points? Great. Go for it. Cincinnati's winning this game. My one upset of the week. Last week, I believe it was last week, you had uh, yep, almost the right Cowboys and the Steelers. That was a crazy thing. You were almost right. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I just had a feeling. And I, and I kind of get the feeling that you have the feeling with uh, I mean, I could see. Yeah, Cincinnati is a good team. Joe, Bar- like you saying, Joe Burrow. No, Joe. Since game one against the Chargers, Joe Bur- Joe Burrow has been a guy. Like he was the guy. Like no, no if ands, but he just needs the yeah. offensive line in yeah. a couple years, and they're going to be the top of the like Lamar Jackson. Better get it in now because, and and Baker Mayfield because Joe, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Hey, I'm, I'm, yeah. putting no, I'm, sorry, J- I'm putting the stamp on it right now. In three years, Joe Burrow will be a top five quarterback in the league. Justin Herbert will be behind him, but Joe Burrow will be a top five quarterback in the league. For saying that, yeah, saying that I, have, I have Pittsburgh. I'm sorry, that's, that's, I'm sorry to say that. I have Pittsburgh. Even though I want Pittsburgh to lose, I just think Pittsburgh is the better team. Just, you got to take the better team. More experienced team. Uh, well, no, I feel you. I just, uh, I do want to go back to what you were saying. Uh, Joe Burrow. Well, let me address the. You're right, Lamar Jackson. You better get right, bro. <laughs> you better get right. Like whether it be now this off season, you better get right. Because once, once Joe Burrow gets a true team behind him, he's going to be an issue. I, I, and he can I'm run just like Lamar can run. Too far there. That's, that's too far. That's way too far. Joe Burrow, can he, he can run. He can't run like nobody. I watched. No quarterback in the league. Oh, oh, okay, cool. Not, not, like, not like Lamar. Let me not say that. But I watched – I watched this man take off running away from Isaiah Simmons. Okay, and also that's all I'm gonna say. T. T. Higgins. I watched that. The the receiver <laughs> from Clemson. He he he's oh that's the issue. issue. That's that's the issue. Three to four years. Yeah. Oh yeah. T- See, here's the thing. Cincinnati's one of those teams. Once they found out, it's it's they gonna do they're gonna treat Cincinnati is gonna treat T Higgins the exact same way how Cincinnati treated AJ Green. Two games. Oh wow, you are not leaving here. I hope you like it because we locking you in. They ain't even let. They did not let AJ Green leave Ohio. He don't know what the outside of Cincinnati looked like. Because that's where his, that's where he, he came there. That's where his career going in. That's it. T Higgins, I hope you like the city, cause you here now. They not gonna let him go. But yeah, uh, you yeah, know I got I. This is it, man. Like, this is this is it. Pittsburgh is over with for you. It's over with. Y'all had y'all time of being undefeated. That was great. It was fun. I hope you enjoyed it. But it's over with for all of that. Baltimore versus New England. Baltimore is favored by seven points. I'm going to just say this. Baltimore, you should win this game. We shouldn't even have to go far in depth into it because we just watched the – New England Patriots struggle to beat the Jets. And if the Patriots come out and win this game, 
We have to revisit Lamar Jackson. We have to. Because his, his situation is not most like most quarterbacks in the league where a lot of their, their weapons are injured or any of that. Hollywood Brown is right there. Mike Andrews is right there. I have Lamar Jackson as my quarterback. He's one of my quarterbacks on one of my fantasy teams. I'm about to have to have a true debate to see if I really want to start him. But like I said, they should win this game. If they lose, if they lose, we gotta we gotta have a conversation about Lamar Jackson. We have to. I'm not gonna have it yet. I'm not gonna have it yet. Because they could pull away and get this W. And if they do, great. I mean, Cam Newton is the first QB to start for the Patriots. Four consecutive games, throws zero passing touchdowns in a season since Jim Plinkett back in 1975. So, which means quarterback ain't really throwing touchdowns like that. So, if y'all can't pull away with the W here, we have to reopen. We have to have a conversation about not just Lamar Jackson, but the Baltimore Ravens as a whole. They're favored by seven points. I mean, this should be an easy cover. Am I right? Uh, I actually have um, no New England winning this game. Now, mainly because uh, even though you said they struggled with them, with the Jets, yeah, they did. But uh, I don't know. I just got a feeling that they're, they're getting in their groove because you always need a – because I always think uh, – what year was that? Uh, it was us and the Chiefs we played. Uh, I forgot who it was. But it was a sorry team, and we barely won. But it turned the season around, and we made the playoffs out there. I think that was that, – I think that was the season that uh, – yeah, we won our first playoff game like 20-something years. Because we went on, a, like, we started off 1-5 and beat a terrible team. I forgot what the team was, but beat them. And they're trying to season around. So, like I said, I just think you need uh, a win against anybody. And then if you, like, because a win is a win no matter who it's against. Because once you get the winning feeling, like, oh, you gain confidence. So, yeah, I think, I just think in – yeah, like I said, I just think that the win is going to boost them, and I think they're going to make the playoffs. And then go back on Lamar Jackson. No, I I don't think if they lose this game, you look at Lamar Jackson because what if Lamar Jackson throws two fifty plus for two touchdowns and runs for a hundred plus with another touchdown? Lamar Jackson did what he was supposed to do. Uh, if if it does come down to it, you got to look at the the offense, not the offense. You got to look at Baltimore's defense. And, like, yeah, you can look at the team, but I still wouldn't put this too bad on them because uh, it's still Baltimore. And then New England is still New England. So I wouldn't look at a team differently in either outcome of the game. Now, if Baltimore just gets manhandled and we see a different Baltimore team, then maybe. But, no, I'll still say it's a bad week for Baltimore. I wouldn't put too much into it. But, yeah, we got New England. I think this is one of those games that they should really be able to pull away and get the W. Um, gotta say, this next one is going to be uh, very interesting. So Chicago, hold on, can, I, can, I, can I get a minute Minnesota. to brag on now. you a, a bit? Because I told you last week Go ahead. before anything started that Chicago was not that good. You were talking about how they hung with New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And I see faith in them. And I told you mm-hmm. that was a fluke. New Orleans didn't play their best. And then look what happened. They came mm-hmm. out on Sunday and got dog walked mm-hmm. until, the, until the, the end of the, what, the fourth quarter, something like that. Then they wanted to make a little comeback. But I told you, mm-hmm. dog walk city. No, I don't mm-hmm. get dog walked this week. Uh, I, I think I'm losing, but then I'm getting dog walked. Oh, but they're gonna oh, put up a fight, but oh, Nick Foles 
in our office. No, I don't no, know what's going no. on, but I just see a lot of holes in it. Like I told you, when they when they hung with the Saints, they the Saints let it, kept kept them in the game, and then once they they had chances to score touchdowns, they just kept scoring field goals. So I just that's the that's the one thing that, that Chicago has is they just can't score touchdowns. They they get too many field goals when they're inside the red zone or they get good field position. They just I don't I don't know. Uh, just like you the, with the the Rams game, it they took them forever to get back on the board after they scored their first ten points. Uh, and like I said, LA kept them in the game because the defense is good. The defense is always going to be good, but their offense just they need a quarterback. They they need a quarterback. They should have got Cam Newton. I think they they if they had Cam Newton, they'd be a Super Bowl favorite. Uh, but yeah, they just they just don't score enough points in today's NFL to be competitive. I'm a uh, well, you know, just want to jump in to say that yeah, you were right. I was wrong on the, on the uh, Chicago Bears, but see, I thought you would when, when you said you wanted to brag on me. Remember when I told you last week? I told the audience last week that Dalvin Cook gave me 44 points in fantasy. And I said he probably is going to come back and do damn near the same thing. Well, 39.2. And I got to say, he's going to do that again. Dalvin Cook is about to go stupid. If you had Dalvin Cook on your fantasy team, please, Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening from under the sun, from under the moon, do yourself a favor. Do your fantasy team a favor and start Dalvin Cook. Because I'm starting Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara again. And guess what? I'm about to have 80 points again. It's, It's beautiful. I'm about to have at least... I'm about to have at least 70 points off of Alvin off of Alvin Kamara and hold Dalvin your, Cook yet again. Hold, hold your for the second for, for the second said, week in a row. Oh, and the spread the spread is three points. Minnesota Minnesota is favored three points against these guys, and it's it's not going to be close. I'm sorry, it's not. Especially when they hand it off to Dalvin Cook and let him cook. Hold your horses there. Dalvin Cook go cook. Uh, He go cook. You're you're forgetting how good uh, (laughs) Denver's defense I mean, I say Denver. You're forgetting how good Chicago's defense is. Uh, What happened to them last week? They they kept their their team in the game. Uh, In every game this year, they kept the team in the game. I will refer to you back to saying the were, offense. What was it? The offense. Dog walking. The offense. Because uh, oh, oh, no, the team did, but the their defense is still top ten defense in the league. Uh, they still have. <laughs> oh, they still have uh, what's his name? Oh yeah, Khalil Mack. Uh, they still have a good linebacking court. They still have probably the top secondary in the league. So I mean, you're saying you're gonna get eighty. Yeah, you, probably, you might get forty. You might get forty from Alvin Kamara, but you're not going to get forty from well, this week. I, I can. They're going to lose the game. I mean, they're going to win the game, but you're not getting forty from Alvin Kamara, especially on Chicago's defense. In Chicago, nah, bro. You you're getting twenty. You're getting I. Th- you're getting thirty at right, most. I say Dalvin Cook has. He has fifty. He has fifty yards receiving, maybe a touchdown, and he has one thirty on the ground. If that. Between Alvin, between Alvin Kamara, and Dalvin Cook, with those two guys alone, I'm get barring any injury, barring any injury, I am getting no, the only, at least seventy the only points out of those two gentlemen on my fantasy team. And Dalvin Cook is twenty because Dalvin Cook isn't getting over twenty points over Chicago's defense. Chicago is a top ten defense in the league. He's not doing that. He, Ladies and ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, y'all hearing it first. He's saying I won't 
Dalvin Cook is not putting up no more than twenty points no, I'm not saying, on that's, fantasy. That's not saying more than twenty. Not, okay, I Dalvin 30, Cook. I hope you thirty points. Because Chicago defense is that good. They're still that good. They are still them boys down in Chicago. Even though their offense is that good, even though their record doesn't show it, the defense is still Chicago's defense. And it, trust me when I tell you this. At least three guys are going to be watching Dalvin Cook on every single play Monday night. Every single play, Dalvin Cook is going to have at least three eyes on. And I'm not talking about, like, the fakes or anything. I'm talking about, like, he's going to have a spot. Like, Rokon Smith, going to spot. When it's time for him to leak out the backfield, Khalil Mack, I bet you, is going to get the biggest chip of his life on Dalvin Cook on every play he can. And then you're going to have a safety. Um, Eddie Jackson. No, not Eddie Jackson. I forgot the other guy's name. But there's going to be a safety over the top of Roquan Smith to help him out, too. So, Devil Cook, he knows it's coming, too. Like, he's probably not even – he's like, I'm, I don't don't start me in fantasy or don't don't expect too much out of me in fantasy because them boys are going to have me locked in. I'm getting 70 points from both of my running backs. player get you 50. I think I'm getting at least at least thirty out. I'm I'm gonna say at least twenty eight. At the very least, I'm getting twenty eight out of Dalvin. And this is a bad game for him to get twenty eight. Cause bros been give he's been putting up forty <laughs> since he came back. So yeah. Um Dalvin Cook finna cook. Minnesota is going to come out here and and destroy these boys. The spread is three points. I'm taking Minnesota, and I'm taking yeah, them to Minnesota cover. About seven. Uh, Who do you got, my guy? 24-17, a low-scoring game like that. Yep, so you got them to cover as well. It's this is It's not about to be close. It's not. I'm sorry. Like – Chicago fans, this is not the year for you, and y'all already knew that. So, I'm not going to act like this is news. Um, Before we close out, I do want to turn the attention to the Miami Marlins. They hired their first uh, female head coach or not head coach, but general manager, Kim, and I'm not – hopefully I, I say this correctly. If I don't, uh, my apologies. Nguyen, N-G, Nguyen, she lands her first – she lands the first gig of being a GM, being the first female GM in MLB. I think this opens up a world of possibilities. Uh, major shout outs to her. Shout outs to all of the women on all of these different, all around the sport that are branching out and promoting. I'm excited to see what the future holds for sports. This is huge. This is the first female GM ever. So, like, this this is major. Or this is the first GM in, in MLB. This is this is major. This is this is major. And definitely shout outs to her. Shout outs to her team. Shout outs to the Marlins. Hopefully we can see more women around the sport reach the level of GM, not owner. Well, what do you think about this, man? This is – Yeah. Um, it opens the lane uh, for a lot more growth within the sport. Like you, like you said, I mean, it's been happening a little by little, by little in each major sport I, I, besides hockey. I, I really don't know. I don't think any women have been in hockey, but, you know, the NBA with Becky Hammond. Hey, yeah, Hammond with the Spurs. I was going to say Harmon, but Hammond, um, uh, uh, high-ranking – Coach, I think second assistant or first assistant, 
on the Spurs staff. And then you got a couple women coaches in, in the NFL too. Uh, first with like uh, just temporary jobs, and now you see some permanent, like actual on field jobs for women. So, and then now you see it in front office jobs. So, you know, it's it's only getting, it's only advancing more and more as the, as the years go on. Uh, didn't think it would be in baseball, to be honest with you. Uh, I thought it would be in, I thought it would be in basketball uh, or football first, mainly basketball, just because they have more women. They're more inclusive. But just glad to see it in any sport, like you said. Uh, and, yeah. Just, just, a, just a, just a good, just a good time that they're really, just, that really, not just finally, just a, a, a male-dominated just sport, and also that it wasn't not to take anything away, but that it just wasn't like the a, a white woman. It was actually a minority woman that got a job in uh, like a really a white yeah. male-dominated sport, and. Yeah, most definitely. Shout out to her. Um, shout outs to her team, and hopefully, we can see this. We can see all sports move in the right direction towards inclusion. And shout outs to the Marlins. Yeah, I think I think I'm excited think to see what their future holds, man. Honestly. Minorities, minority this, women, women in sports in general, minority honestly women in sports in general. It's all that. Most definitely, most definitely, it's it's. I feel like it's moving in the right direction when it comes to inclusion of women of color, and I'm really excited to see what this does. Like how how this team goes when it comes to just making trades and everything, and even just marketing within itself. I'm excited to see what this really does for this team and what it does for the sport and hopefully all sports. So what I was really trying to ask you when it comes to uh, the Kansas city chiefs having the bye week, what do you think that does for your team? Do you, are you happy that the bye week is coming now? Did you want it to be later on? Like, what do you feel about it? I'm glad right now just getting in the groove, but I also need to rest up some players. Uh, maybe get some offensive linemen back because our running game is is trash right now. Uh, it's it's I feel so bad for Le'Veon Bell because every game that he's getting clowned on Twitter, but it's not his fault that he's only getting six yards a game, uh, and they're trying to give him the ball on the perimeter, which he he's doing a good job of. But it can't him and Clyde Edwards-Helaire can't get anything on the ground, which is it's just sad. Uh, so yeah, I'm glad it's coming right now. Um, hopefully during this bye week, nobody. I mean, Miko Harmon, he's on the he's on the COVID reserve list probably for contract tracing, but hopefully nobody else catches it or has to go on a list while we're going in the Raiders week. And I just hope he come in and blow the Raiders out. And then blow Tampa Bay. I really just want to blow the Raiders out. But yeah, I'm telling you, man. It's about to get interesting. It is about to get interesting. Like I said, y'all are the best. I think y'all are the best team in the sport still. Y'all, I mean, the the way the Kansas City Chiefs have really just been maneuvering through these games. I mean, yeah, y'all got caught slipping originally by the Raiders, but you and I both know. I don't think that's happening again. Uh it's just about to be very interesting to see how they handle this, how they move, and how they go about staying on top of the team. And when I say staying on top of the team, I'm referring to staying focused, being locked in, and everybody firing on the same cylinder. I'm excited to see what this does. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see how this weekend is going to play out. Because I fully believe. I'm fully on this bandwagon. I fully believe 
that the Cincinnati Bengals are beating the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, that's happening. That same feeling you got last week against Dallas, I'm having that feeling now. Completely. But I'd like to thank you for joining me. Yet again, this is another segment to the podcast called Keon's Calls, where we pick games and we tell you what we think is going to win. But I'd like to take the time to shout you out. My God, appreciate you for joining me. You have anybody you want to shout out right now, go ahead, feel free. Plug your social medias. Nah, nah, I'm good. I'm good now. They got they got the gist of it by now. Sweet ten, they got they got my social. Go ahead, follow my guy, ET, not the alien. He ain't, he ain't the alien. ET, not the alien, and that's on the Twitter. You know, podcast poppy. That's how you find me on the Twitter. Keon K E O N underscore Kendrick. That's the IG. That's how you find me. But thanks yet again, my God, for joining me in on this podcast. I truly appreciate it. I truly appreciate you. Thank you to the fans and to the audience out here that is tuning in yet again to you sports gamblers. Hopefully, hopefully you can take a little bit of this, this sauce and apply it to your tickets. But until next time, my guy, the last word.